Hey everyone, today is Friday the 19th of July 2019, this is the Gap episode 476, I'm Luke Dory, Joe Dory is here and I am a little bit not jet lag, maybe just sleepy. That's jet lag, dickhead. But it's, it's no, cool, well, it's cool you proving how jet lagged you are by failing <laughs> to recognise that you were jet lagged and instead misattributing it to sleepy... Uh, no, I, I, we, I we're starting an lag. hour after we're supposed to, dear no. listeners, uh, because we confirmed that we'd start an hour ago. Uh, Luke, I was like, oh, should we start at this time? And Luke was like, yep, sounds good. Uh, and then uh, half an hour ago, I was like, <laughs> should um, I check on what's going on? And uh, yeah, he, he hits me with the, uh, I, I don't remember ever sending that message. So, uh, yeah, no, no, not jet lag, just sleepy, right? You know, hmm. just just generally sleepy. It's got nothing to do with, um, you know, having been on a plane or anything like that. Luke doesn't get jet yeah. lagged. He's just generally sleepy. That's uh, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Hmm. My mistake. Uh, I, we're talking, we're, there's too much energy. We've got to take this down, okay? I listen to, oh. I t- I listen to Nate's add-on podcast. We gotta, we gotta go for the same fucking vibes. All right, yeah, I listened to it as well on the plane. On the, um, I had already listened to the first art just to make sure it was like, not just listenable on us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I didn't get a chance to listen to the rest of it until, um, on the plane. Well, so he, I, I did listen to all of it. Yes, he hits. Well, I'm I'm only halfway in, but um, he hits it with that energy, that fucking late night DJ energy. He's like. Yeah, so um, Luke and Job asked me to record my thoughts on E3 2019. It's like the love guru, right? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what's going on? Fucking jeez. I feel like I should be listening to this at 1am, you know, like in bed and my mum told me to go to sleep or something, but I'm secretly listening to Nate talk about fucking E3 or some shit. Hmm. It's weird. Uh, weird, but um, about it. Uh, he, he put more editing into that than what we do every week. I feel way like. more because yeah. he was talking about like stopping and starting it like every ten minutes because he was like coughing up a storm. He's having these coughing fits, and we're just they like, didn't even notice it. Like <laughs> near his cough. Yeah, no, you got a plane every fucking ten minutes on this show, right? Like fucking Jesus, <laughs> editing out fucking coughs and shit. That's that's the thing, right? Have you listened? You've listened to their other podcast, right? Uh, the podcast Nate does with uh, his girlfriend Katie. Uh, Here's sure. my movie. So I've yep. list- I'm an avid listener to that one, mostly because uh, I like I like hearing their versions. What that what I'd love to hear them do in that podcast is get more into their versions of Let's the talk fucking about movies. Video games. Yeah, and and talk <laughs> about video games largely. For hours on end. Um, yeah. No, uh, yeah, talk about what their version of the movie is more. Because uh, they do, like, a breakdown of the movie. And then they talk about their version, like, how they'd fix it, basically. Hmm. And uh, I find the how they'd fix it part to be the most fascinating bit. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. what Maybe, maybe it's because it comes at the end. And... Uh, the tail end of podcasts, I don't know if you've noticed with our podcast, but the news part of this podcast is always like, 
And here's the news. It's done in fucking like three fucking minutes total. Like we'll talk for fucking 45 minutes about a game we've talked about for the last 40 fucking podcasts. But suddenly the news, brand new news has come up. Tim Willits is leaving id. And we're like, yeah, so Tim Willits is leaving id software, I guess. Uh, any thoughts, Luke? And Luke will be like, no. what? And I'll be like, cool. Well, moving on. Have we got any questions? Uh, yeah, like, I think, like, it's one of those things where you just sort of, like, fucking naturally want to fucking wrap shit up, like, you just, that's- It's Apex time. I'm like, that's all I want. Exactly, right? Like, you- do my dailies. We spent, like, 40 fucking hours talking about Apex, and now we want to play Apex, and we're like, fuck, we're gonna talk about the fucking news? Who's asking us questions again? Yeah, how dare they ask us questions? Um- Anyway, I think that's what's happening with the Here's My Movie podcast. They get to the point where they're actually going to talk about their version of the movie, but they've already talked for like an hour and a half, or, in you know, Nate's talked for an hour and a half, and Katie's interjected maybe twice, because uh, Nate never shuts the fuck up. And, hmm. yeah, it's it's one of those things where they just never really go... I, I reckon they should put the... It's tricky, right? How would you do that? How would you put the movie, the version of the movie first without breaking down everything that's wrong with it? Yeah, I don't know how you solve it, but uh, I want to hear more of their versions of the movies, basically. Anyway, that's uh, that's Nate's other podcast, or Nate's <clears throat> podcast, rather. This is this is not his one of his podcasts. He's just a guest. Not yet. He's just a really low-talking, chillaxed guest. Bring that 13th hour, the witching hour vibe. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking like that, because I, I can see Luke on the webcam and he's falling asleep, so... Uh, I'm going to keep my energy up, fucking up, 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 to make sure he doesn't pass out. Uh, yeah. He's bringing, he's bringing, he's really bringing the heat right now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of Googling at the moment to try and find out the name of the dude that, it's Tim um, no, you used to do like the, the, uh, radio, like love hour or whatever it was, yeah, it was in it was Sydney. Dr. Love, wasn't it? Well, I don't know about Sydney, but it was like, his name was like Richard something. Richard something. Richard Mercher or something like that. And he was really like low tone, like, yeah. hey ladies, how are you going? Yeah, because he but had like, to be, cause he'd only come on at like 11 o'clock because they talk about all kinds of sexual shit. It was never <laughs> anywhere near as sexual as, as, you know, 13 year old Joe was hoping. You know, I was I was hoping for like hardcore, high quality smuts, but it was never any decent smut. It was like... When my penis, uh, when I put my penis in my girlfriend, it bent the wrong way. What should I do, Doctor Love? And Doctor Love will be like, "Go to a fucking hospital, dickwad." I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> go, go to a hospital, maybe get that checked out. You're like, I'm yeah, fucking, I could, I could have guessed that one. Right? Like, I'm 13 year old Joe, but I haven't put my dick in anything. Uh, but I could have guessed the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Except every vacuum cleaner in the suburb. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah. Even though I know it's you know if you bend it the wrong way and it's hurting, probably go to a doctor. Um, anyway, also don't put anything in a vacuum cleaner. What about don't put dust? any body parts in okay. a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the, the main reason I never put my dick in a vacuum cleaner, apart from no, the main reason was I always thought there were little blades inside mm. the vacuum right it's like a, obviously uh, i, I would own... 
Well, we didn't have traditional carpet in my house. Um, we had this, you know, that fake grass stuff you see. We had that, but it was real grass. Uh, and it, it was a tent. We lived in a tent. No, anyway. Uh, yeah. I thought, you know, obviously, but they never made any, like, I never, clearly never thought it through, right? Because the blades would only be in the head of the fucking vacuum cleaner. They wouldn't be in the pipe part. You wouldn't put the pipe, them in the pipe part. Because hmm. pipes supposed to be pretty, like, fucking, you know, easy to disassemble. It's not supposed to be a critical element of your vacuum cleaner construction. You know? Just the head portion is... That's that's proprietary, right? I've got a Dyson vacuum cleaner here that I do not have sex with. And the head portion of that thing is complex as fuck. And the pipe thing is just a pipe. Uh, but it has this, like, weird interlocked interlocking part so if i want to replace it i either have to get up on alibaba and get some chinese knockoff shit or i have to spend like four hundred dollars replace a fucking bit of plastic pipe which is infuriating obviously yeah i'm enjoying carrying this conversation by <laughs> talking about the times that i, I don't sex with a vacuum cleaner i don't think there's much i could add to that conversation <laughs> to be honest i've never tried any of this and never thought there was blades in my vacuum cleaner, so... So what stopped you from fucking a vacuum cleaner, then? <laughs> uh, it just doesn't sound like a good time. How would it not? <laughs> just to be clear, I've not had sex Have with Have you not seen cleaner. those ads on TV where the dude's got, like, the fucking bowling ball and he's lifting shit up with it? No, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm there. I'm there. That's, that sounds good. Um, anyway. Yep. So I was, uh, yeah, I've been on a plane. Uh, I left, well, we, uh, we went out, we were drinking on Friday night. Was it last Saturday night? Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday last week. Hmm. Um, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. We had, we had some drinks at my place. Yeah. Um, I think we, we did play a little bit of something. Jackbox, Jackbox. party pack. Yeah. But mainly the game of putting on YouTube and just letting it sort of pick whatever fucking video is next. And we went down this deep hole of lip sync battles. Lip sync battles. Yeah, I'd never really seen it all that much. But some of that shit was fucking quite impressive. Yeah. Who was the... There was one, Kathy Bates. Blew my mind. It was spectacular. (laughs) That was really good. Not Tom Holland? I think that's the one. Yeah, everyone's seen that one. Yeah, he's good, but fuck that guy. He's Spider-Man. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's... Yeah. And... Isn't he Billy Elliot as well? Like, yeah, he was. He was literally in a movie about, you know, dancing a bunch. Yeah. And nobody expecting him to be able to dance. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Monday I flew out to LA. Yep. And uh, I can't talk about anything that I saw for another couple of weeks. Cool. So, that's good. Um I was in basically Santa Monica, did a bit of walking around and whatnot, had some good food, because I, I haven't really been to that area of town. I've always been to sort of downtown LA. Yeah, or Hollywood, right? Or Hollywood, yeah. yeah. They're like two places, and Santa Monica wasn't really anywhere that I'd, I'd been to. Yeah. Um, and then when I got there, I was surprised that there was an actual beach that people swam at, because I just figured there was a beach. What is it, hot as fuck while you were there? Um... Yeah, so it's summer over there at the moment, and it was about 23 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Not Fahrenheit. What? Um, it was about 23. It felt That's good. Yeah, it felt a bit hotter. Like, I got sunburnt. Um, 
How? Which is good. Well, I don't know. Uh, for somebody that's like about to jump on a plane, <laughs> being like, yeah, let's get Sunbo. That sounds like a fun time. That does sound good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we walked her up and down um, sort of like the, the beach strip a little bit. You see the start of like um, one of the d- developers we were with was like, this is the start of like Grand Theft Auto where, you know, they're walking along the beach and he's at the therapist's house and all that sort of thing, like pointing it out. Um, yeah. And then when we uh, later on, a couple of days later went down to the actual pier and uh walked up and down there they got like rides and yep. um all these stands and whatnot with people trying to sell stuff and yeah it's actually pretty nice down there i was surprised that the beach was actually a beach because generally when like, someone in america is like oh the, we've got beaches and you see the beach like it's not a beach yeah we're talking about it's just water there's not yep. even waves <laughs> but there was actual waves at this beach but yeah, being, you know, Australian, we're mad beach snobs. Yeah. <laughs> mad beach dickheads. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we, uh, apart from that, stayed a night in a nice hotel. Cool. Um, went out for drinks um, after we were like, we don't really have much to do anymore. So, I mean, some of the game, uh, games media did some drinks and whatnot. But generally, it was a decent, like, quick trip. Yeah. Of being there for, like, three days two nights yeah three days and then getting out of there again uh, so i go back this morning and then i fly out on monday again for another trip right and then i get back on friday and, and then while then, this is all happening i've now been signed up for a third trip that i'm on yeah that you're doing as well mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm here <laughs> not a lot the next three weeks but i'm always sort of i'm here for I, i'm like here for two days and then i fly away then i'm here for two days again and i fly away again based on it's... what i know of uh your trips i mm. think uh i've picked the spiciest one it's gonna it's gonna result in some shit yeah some stuff's gonna come out of, of our one the other ones yep. nobody cares whatever luke nobody cares. it's uh i think it's gonna It'll be, be nice when but... you can finally fucking talk about them but yeah. but video game season is coming yeah. Just not this week. No. <laughs> no, uh, just very soon. Real, real Because people were talking about, like, game, like the, the developers I was with yeah. were getting excited about stuff. And, yeah, talking about that sort of, like, you know, uh, August slash September release cycle with games like, uh, you know, Borderlands coming up and Control is really soon. Um, True. And then other media had been talking to me, being like, hey, have you got this game yet? And I'm like, I didn't even realize that was coming out. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's really starting to ramp up. Because yeah. June, July is generally pretty quiet. Yeah. Once we hit August, we'll be pretty close to the swing of things. I mean, stuff's coming out already. Marvel Ultimate Alliance hits stores today. today. Yeah. Uh, so there's some reviews out there. We'll have... We'll be talking about it next week, 100%. Um, yeah. What's the sort of general vibe on that? Because I was, I was up, it was this morning, the embargo dropped, and it looks like there's not a lot of outlets with it, like actual code. Apparently it's pretty Se- meh. Yeah, it seems pretty like, eh. Performance issues, some performance issues, uh, but largely just like, apparently the story is a bit of a rehash of the last, like, of phase three of Marvel Cinematic Universe type shit. So it's bit it's a bit of an also ran type 
seen it before yeah. type stuff. Um, but apparently the character selection, like, apparently it's fucking awesome. Uh, and yeah, the okay. combat's quite good. Um, Koei... When I first saw it as Koei, I was like, eh, I'm not about that. But um, my brother's a mad turd for those... Um, he calls them Muso games. You know, Dynasty Warriors? Yeah. You know how you know every single one of them is identical? Uh, well, Koei releases a lot of different... Uh, those kinds of games they'll just release fucking warriors games for days and yeah. uh yeah he's he reckons every every licensed game they've ever done has been fucking tops but he also likes musa games i do not think i'm 99 percent sure marvel ultimate alliance is not one of those fucking warriors games but i guess i'll find out whenever my switch decides to charge i had it i would i would have been playing it in the um time it took you to work out when one o'clock was but <laughs> Uh, my switch. Uh, I put it in the dock and it didn't charge. And right. So uh, I have to like stick it on hard, like plug a fucking cable into the fucking thing to charge it, to make sure it gets back to charge uh, to full, so I can actually mm. play the fucking thing. So that's cool. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's that. There's um, uh, Fire Emblem as well. Is pretty close. Uh, apparently that's fucking awesome. I've never been huge on those games, but I will. I'm willing to give this one a shot just to have something to play on my Switch. I believe it will be out just in time for me to take it uh, to the trip that mm-hmm. we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be perfect timing for that. Uh, yeah, so it does seem like we're kicking in to to, to games, and but the, we're not yeah. we're not in the full swing yet. Yeah. yeah. It's so, still Borderlands to me that I'm super excited about. Yep. I, like a lot of people on this trip, that was like the thing they were talking about, like the developers uh, getting super pumped for. So yeah, I'm still hyped. Yep. So on the actual plane, um, mm. I've sort of been playing mobile games. Of course. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Dr. Mario World, you talked about it last week. Yep. I... Um, had downloaded it but just completely forgot i think or i downloaded during the podcast something like that i think you said that it was a shameless cash grab is that what you called it that is what i'd heard yes you'd heard okay because i haven't got that vibe from it yet oh yeah okay um have you played it at all no because i heard it was a shameless cash grab so right so it it uses the same sort of free freemium free-to-play system that a lot of um free-to-play games used with like an energy system you start off with about five hearts and uh, each time you enter a level it takes a heart away but if you are able to finish the level then you get the heart back it's only when you fail to do that level is when that heart disappears and you've got uh you know a countdown to try and regain that heart every whatever it is 30 minutes or 20 minutes i'm not entirely sure but um that's sort of that's how that system works right um and if you've played Dr. Mario before, it uh, it feels to me like it plays a lot differently than right. what I remember Dr. Mario being. Mm. Um, and the last one that I played would have been on the... Maybe the Super Nintendo or the 64. One of those two. I never played any 64 version. I only <clears throat> played it on the SNES. Yeah, there, there was a version that I played that was Dr. Mario, but I think it also had... 
No, it was... Yeah, okay, I'm remembering now. It was just Dr. Mario. I remember the cartridge. It was the SNES version. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, the only one that I've played. And uh, this, to me, does not feel like that game. Like, it's the same sort of concept of, of like, a match three getting rid of viruses and whatnot. Yeah. But this is definitely more, like, puzzly. Right. Um, so every sort of match or round that you do as you go across this track in the game is like presented to you as like here's a bunch of viruses there are different colors and you get these pill capsules and each uh capsule is split up into two halves and they're different colors and you've got to try and match um uh match three or, or three or more and then every time you do that it sort of disappears that line and you've got to try and clear the entire um entire area and you've only got a certain amount of turns to try and do that in um and from what i would probably gather is that every round is possibly the same or they've got a selection of like uh, like a pool of capsules they give you that are always going to be the same every time you start it like here's what we're going to give you and you've got to try and figure out how to beat this as opposed to it being like a random thing um of you just getting fucking like here's two blues and or here's a red and a blue or something like that and you not be able to do anything with it i feel like that's probably so it's not constructed how... yeah like... i think it's all like we're gonna give this to you you're gonna try and figure out like where to put it um and every time it's gonna be the same that's how i feel like it's gonna be because they're at least where i'm playing at the moment because it feels like that it's given me the right combinations like i'm supposed to sort of chain it in a certain way like ah oh, if i spin this capsule this way and make a three then i can use the the one that didn't disintegrate and kind of slot that somewhere else um because what happens is if you sort of like turn the capsule to a horizontal angle and you match so that only one of those one of the halves is sort of locked into place and you can start moving the second half still and then like slot that in somewhere else and um it's pretty lenient in terms of where you can put these capsules like you're sort of just dragging and dropping on the screen where it goes um and it's not like uh tetris where you kind of just press down and it just slots into place or depending on what type of tetris you're playing you you press down it sort of moves down really quickly this one you can really freely just stop and like be like all right i'm gonna look around for the moment it's not like a time at at least the games that i I'm playing at the moment. It's not like a time attack type style yeah. where you've got to be really thinking about it. You can sort of just hold your finger there and be like, all right, well, where am I going to put this now? Okay, cool. I'll just slot this in here and sort of like draw in a line where you want it to go and I'll just quickly slot into that area. So um, it's a lot less reactive. Yeah, it's more like you're trying to figure out the puzzle. There are definitely time attack type um, levels in the game uh, that s- seem to be part of like a branching off area that are like a special area that you can kind of go into. Um, but the main path seems to be more like figure out how to put all these puzzle pieces into place and then you can finish it. Um, so in terms of that, like it doesn't, for, for whatever reason, that's not what how I remember Dr. Mario being, no. that sort of style. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not understanding the shameless cash grab sort of statement because it does sort of adhere to those tropes of there are power-ups and and uh things that you can buy in the game to like help you along in certain like puzzles 
but the bits that I've played, it hasn't been super like, hey, you need this to do it. So far, at the moment. People were there talking could about be a the point. energy system uh, specifically. Yeah. That if you fail a level, uh, you reach a point where you're fucked. Uh, and you basically have to pay or wait an hour before you're able yeah. to play again. Right. Yeah. I mean, but to me, that's the way that a lot of these free-to-play games work anyway. Like, if you don't... Yeah, but I think the reason the it was called a shameless cash grab was because it's juxtaposed against, uh, like, the previous Super Mario run, right? Which yeah. I still have high for a mobile game asking price, but once you had it, you were mm-hmm. able to play it. You know, it was, sure. it was yours to, to play. Right. Whereas yeah. this is sort of nickel and diming players uh, for bits of energy, which is more traditional mobile game style. Yeah. That's like the fact that it's done by a lot of mobile games doesn't mean it's not shameless when they do it. Hmm. I think, you know, it's just, it's, it depends on whether or not you find yourself being locked out of the game that you're sure. trying to play much. If you're winning all the time, then I suppose you wouldn't even notice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like, it's it's using the same sort of stuff as what uh, Candy Crush, that sort of series uses, where it's got different sort of abilities that you can go in and, and purchase to make the game a little bit easy for you. Um, and like that type of game, I am like 250 levels in. There's definitely like moments where I will get stuck on a level and spend like, 10 to 15 lives trying to get through a level over the mm. course of a couple of days but eventually i'll get over that hump and i've never spent any money in that but i can't say the same thing for for this game that it's not going to change after um you know a certain hurdle but i've probably played about 30 levels and i haven't felt like i've had to spend any money in but that's like the thing right is that they try and get you hooked into these games like the psychology behind it is yeah is that they try and get you invested into it. Um, so, yeah, maybe there is a point, but I'm not feeling like I'm needing to spend money at this stage. Um, in saying that, I just don't like the game. I, I don't think it's very good. Right. <laughs> like, the, I don't enjoy the puzzles. I think they're super fucking boring. It's... Um, yeah, okay. Fair enough. I, yeah, that was kind of the thing that was a bit strange to me is what I didn't get the same feeling of playing, like, dr mario back in the day that i'm getting from this it just doesn't like it's not engaging at all for me at the moment um maybe because it's not that challenging at this stage or i don't know what it is i'm just not enjoying it so much yeah it's just like i'm not i'm I'm having fun with fun with other mobile games as opposed to this one that i've played i'm just like ah, this is pretty basic stuff like it's not really doing anything I haven't seen before. It just feels like a match three game, but there's just not like a lot on the screen. (laughs) It's just like fucking a quarter of a match three game. And I've got to try and just navigate parts of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just not grabbing me that much. Yeah. So far. I'll keep playing it. Yeah. Just to see if it changes up and whatnot. But at this time, it's not doing much for me. It takes fucking ages to load. It does weird things with content delivery, like you download the game and then at a certain point when it opens up to like the actual game, it downloads another like 200 megabytes oh, yeah. uh, in the background. So you're not actually downloading the whole game. That's the point where it's like, oh, okay, we're actually going to make you pay for these lives now. 
as opposed to being like infinite type type system um but yeah it's just not it's just not doing much for me at this stage so see if that changes but um yeah seems pretty basic at this stage and what oh. else have we got i played a, a tiny bit of uh kingdom rush vengeance yeah um this is a game we talked about a lot or it's a series that it's a um like a tower defense game yep where you basically build buildings and try and stop monsters from getting through a certain path um really liked some of the older games um recently they started adding in things like hero systems where you could sort of walk these heroes around that had special abilities and sort of set them on the path to try and stop the enemies from progressing further and whatnot yep um this game is feeling pretty similar to the last one that i played yeah have you played this one yeah i played vengeance yeah it's it's it does tread a lot of the same ground i didn't feel like it was all that different yeah I actually slipped off it pretty quick as a result. Hmm. Um, like, they just felt like, like the early levels just felt like I was doing early levels of previous King Rush games. And I'm like, well, didn't I already do them? Like, yeah, there isn't, it didn't feel very different at all. It just felt like, yeah, more levels. The only thing that I feel like might be a little bit new is there's a skill tree system. Um, right. For for the actual overall game, but there's also one for heroes as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were in the last game. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't immediately recall. It seemed super familiar to me, but um, it didn't. Like, I, I don't. It seems like it's not going to impact your playstyle for ages yeah. either. Like, that's the problem. That my problem with it is that early on, it feels too similar. Uh, but also to to generally basic, so that like I feel like I'm just playing a neutered version of previous sure. King Rushes. I need to get to the point where I can just sort of do my own thing in in the game, and yeah, I'm just not like I don't know. I, I never felt that compelled to stick with it until that point to right until the point where I was actually able to do my own thing. Like, yeah, why couldn't you just give me new levels on the old game or something like that? Or, yeah, or at the very least, give me the... I don't think it had an option to be like, I know how to fucking play Kingdom Rush. This is the seventh fucking Kingdom Rush. Oh, yeah. Just let me fucking skip ahead to the point (laughs) where you let me fucking play Kingdom Rush. I don't need seven fucking levels before I'm able to build a fucking level three tower. Like, Mm. just... Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I felt about it. I'll, again, I was still keep it'll be on my my phone somewhere and i'll just keep playing it um but it hasn't shown me anything that i haven't seen before in one of those games or at least that i haven't felt like i haven't seen before yeah right <laughs> like maybe that skill tree stuff wasn't in the last game but that's not significant enough of a change for me to be like oh okay yeah that's pretty cool yeah uh otherwise it's pretty uh samey for me yep um empires and puzzles i want to talk about this yeah, it's I your fight. fault that I play this game. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, I got my first five-star hero. Yeah. Which apparently is a lot rarer than I thought it was. Yeah. How did you get this? Out of a pack? Out of a pack, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was one of the 
What are they called? The event packs? Like the... summon tokens or something like that? Yeah, well, no, I use gems. You use gems, a right. handful of gems every now and then. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to spend them on, but I spend just, them on yeah, just heroes. Heroes, yeah. That's what I do. I, don't, I can't imagine you'd spend them on fucking speeding up build times or anything like that. No. Uh, that'd be fucking dumb. Um, yeah, so Unless I spend you're them on heroes. Well, yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, I, I, got a, um, I got this dude called Mr. Wolf, and it really reminds me of uh, the first fucking... Legendary card I got in Hearthstone was fucking Hemet, mm. which uh, is one of the worst fucking legendaries in Hearthstone, uh, or at least at the time was. Like it was, I don't think he was the worst, the worst. I don't think he was like the absolute worst. But he was in like the bottom three, right, of legendaries you could get. That's what. Boss Wolf basically is. Uh, that's my new fucking legendary. He is um, shit. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he is bringing to the table. I've had to spend so much fucking, so much time trying to get him to a point where he's even fucking usable. But uh, yeah, he just his power. Like I've, I looked it up. I had to look it up, right? So I, I had to look up and find out if I was doing something wrong to find out like what the fuck is going on. Sure. Uh, and no, general consensus is he's awful. Apparently, he used to be really good, but right. you could you could combine him with some other hero and turn him into this like they they were basically unstoppable. You can find him with uh, someone called Guinevere, I think, uh, and they would like steal mana, and then he would hit them with the uh, you. Uh, like mana slow, like you you build mana slowly. Uh, so you, if you put him in a defensive thing, people just couldn't beat the the two of them, right? Because uh, then Guinevere would also get like generate mana faster uh, and hit him with the mana steal again, and then he would. And basically, ne- they were never able to pull off a special against a combo of Boss Wolf and Guinevere. Is mm-hmm. my basic understanding of how the fuck that shit was going on, and. Uh, so they nerfed Boss Wolf into the fucking dirt, basically. He still uh, reads pretty good. Like, I'm reading it, and he'd definitely be on my front line. <laughs> why? 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 Tell so me you put, why. I, he, he would go, like, in the middle. He'd be like my tank. You stick him in the middle, and then throw a fucking healer next to him. Yep. And he'd cause a lot, a lot of problems. Because of his special or because he's got high health in general? Because high health doesn't Both fucking matter at level one. Uh, you, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. He is um, He's just getting pantsed at level one. Uh, yeah. Once you get him to a, like, a decent spot with the rest of your team, yeah, he'll, he'll be awesome. But the thing is, his special ability is fucking pointless because it's very slow rating. Yeah. But that's why it builds quicker when he gets attacked. Uh, yeah, I can't control when he's getting attacked if he's on That's why you put him right in the middle. But I can't control when he's getting attacked in like when I'm attacking people. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a that's a, he's a raid um he's a raid boss. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> boss Wolf is used for raids primarily it looks What's, like. What what how how are raids different from anything else? Raids are ones that, like, when you're getting attacked. Right, so 
yeah for defense right okay like cool so my my level five is to what stop me from losing trophies but it doesn't fucking matter because i'm only i'm still only at fucking 2000 fucking power level and as we've discussed before my trophy level is significantly higher than what i should be apparently as far as i can fucking tell Mm. right so i'm at 600 trophies now and the average person at 600 trophies appears to have a fucking power level of 2400 which i cannot beat uh and they can beat my pitiful 2000 however the fuck they want it's easy peasy so uh yeah <clears throat> sorry uh yeah it's cooked right so i got a defensive guy but it doesn't fucking matter eh, i'll take him from if you want you can have him like legit <laughs> have like i need the i want the fucking resources i spent pouring in into the, the dude but fuck man <laughs> yeah no i've not i don't have a what is he a five star five star yeah, yeah. no i've got uh three three or four four stars right and two of them I've ascended that I'm like leveling up at the moment. Right. I've got oh. one four star, uh, this red chick who is pretty good. She's yeah. pretty good. Um, and I've ascended her twice now. Right. Uh, cause that's all I had for the longest time. She was basically my entire strategy was keep her alive. Mm. Uh, and yeah, just fucking make sure she can get a special off. Because uh, a special slams does like major damage to the person in the middle, plus extra damage to the people on the sides, all that kind of shit. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of cooked. Still in a terrible fucking team as well, a ter- terrible alliance. <laughs> but uh, did you get gems today? Gems. Yeah. Oh no! Nobody in my alliance bought gems. I saw the, I saw the big, the thing where anyone yeah. anyone in your alliance buys this, everyone else in your alliance gets it or whatever. Fuck yeah! I didn't get any gems. Nobody in my alliance bought any gems. I fired my app up, and it's like somebody has sent you gems, and I'm like, okay, cool. I pressed OK, and then it came up like fucking ten more times, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I had to go read into it on the actual. Um, when you click on it, it pops up and tells you. Right. That's what's going on. I'm like, people actually spend money in this game. So, yes, yeah. they do. Apparently, everyone in your alliance does. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in mine does. Uh, uh, so, it's like this thing where you buy gems, you get 300 gems, and then everyone in your alliance also gets 30. Yep. I was like, yep, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, I was at like, I think I was at about 67, and now I'm up to 275 or 74. Nice. So, that was fun. Fun little sweet free thing. I'm not spending any money in it. No. Yeah. I have been tempted to get the fucking VIP pass so I can build two buildings at once. That's about (laughs) the closest. That's the closest I've come to paying. That's how they get you. Yeah, of of course, of course. But uh, next thing you know, you're you're buying gems. I just want to fucking, just want to build this fucking because everything takes like 24 hours to build now. So I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Great. All the important stuff takes me about. I'm building to stronghold level seventeen or something like that. Right, and that's like four days. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Somewhere, something like that. Yeah, I've been holding off for a while. Anyway, I think that's all I've been doing on mobile. Cool. You got anything else on mobile? 
No. No. Other games? No. Underlords, um, I guess, but... We played a tiny bit of Mordhau last week. With oh, yeah, we did, yeah. That was medium fun. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still not a huge fan of that game. It just seems... Is it in early access still? It just doesn't seem like yeah. they've done much um, to the game. It, it, like, they've changed the UI slightly. It still just seems terrible. The whole interface in that game just doesn't... It, no, it's not even in early access. It's, yeah, it's full release. It's out. Yeah. I mean, they um, added a new map. The new map is pretty cool. Uh, kind of dumb, because it's just a horse fest. Horse, like... Yeah, I think I think it'll get tired really quick. Horses are basically the fucking planes of Mordhau. I've said this before. <laughs> Sorry, fucking hell. Um, yeah, horses are basically the planes of Mordhau. In that, uh, the concept of planes in Battlefield is that you know they're supposed to be the fucking triangle, the uh, the paper scissors rock, uh, but there's nothing to counter a fucking horse. Uh, yeah, except in, like, specific emplacements. And, yeah, so it's just sort of lame seeing people ride around on spears and having ten of them on each side means it's just a big fucking horse fest. So, yeah. And because it's good. a... Um, because it is a tug-of-war type mode, Yeah, it's not like in Battlefield where you can be like, all right, well, I'm just not going to go to that area. I'm going to go behind and make the tanks move. Like, yeah. go capture a different point, whereas this is just... Literally, that's the only thing you can do is just hold this point or try and capture this point. So once you get to yeah. the center point, like it is, I, I found it a fun little battle on mm. that treehouse type thing. But yeah, getting across the killing field that is the run up to the treehouse area is kind of lame. Um, yeah, uh, I've still had horses chase me up those stairs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like it's not mm. like they can't go up there. Yeah, There's a little be. balancing beam, I think, around that treehouse, but otherwise, the bits around it, they can skirt around. They should uh, add a like add more damage for horses, like falling damage on horses, because horses don't enjoy falling off shit. They're not mm. really well equipped for that as an action. Um, but yeah, I had fun like when we were crewing up and slamming through, uh, what's that, foresty map? Whatever the foresty map is, I had yeah. fun on that one. But yeah, it's too it's like the the lack of auto balancing and the uh, yeah the nature the snowball nature of the game means that too often you just sort of get too many fights where you're just getting overwhelmed instead of actually having fun. Well, it just felt like that. What were we getting smashed by, like the war axe or something? Yeah. It was just seemed like everyone had found the build to use, so this is the build that they were using. Yeah, like people were being, you know, forty-five and six or something like that. Well, we uh, gotta, like we should have we should have ditched the regular mode and gone and played some duels because duel like, but Nate hates duels for some reason. It's not high enough action for him, but I like the fucking duel. Uh, scenarios in like you know you just sort of fucking take people on one at a time gank the fuck out of anyone who uh, disrespects the duel and yeah like you can the the mind games that are a big part of Mordhauer a big part of what I like about Mordhauer really take effect in duels and there's 
barely enough time for them to really matter in the battleground mode. Right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, I, I, yeah, I like it, but I don't love it. Yeah. I remember reading a while back when it first came out about people had figured out how to get onto the, um, the spawn area. Um, like some sort of glitch. Right. And then we, we fired it up. There was a dude on my screen. Oh yeah. Playing the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, so they haven't changed that at all. I don't think they need to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Apex and Underlords is on the list. I don't know if I've got much to say about them. Oh, uh, Underlords for me, uh, basically they, they desperately need to add a bunch of new heroes ASAP. I know they're changing things up this week with a huge patch. Yeah, massive now, patch. Massive. Uh, they are making a lot of big changes, but I feel like all that's going to happen is people are going to quickly work out what the most efficient build is and they will build straight towards it uh, every single time. That's all that's happening at the moment. Um, there is enough character diversity to force people to um, really make inefficient decisions. Uh, yeah. Even in games where I make, like I specifically build towards something bad, I am reasonably certain I can always build towards knights, like troll knights later yeah. on. Uh, once people have been knocked out, I'll be fine. Right. I, I had a couple of games where I was deliberately building towards that, uh, that bloodbound thing, um, yeah. where you get the bloodbound item. Yeah. Uh, way too many Oka Magis and uh, Warlocks, and you chuck the Bloodbound item on something beefy, uh, something that hits hard. Mm -hmm. uh, in my case, it was a one-star Tidehunter, uh, and I had... The rest of my team was an array of Oka Magis and Warlocks, uh, two two-stars of each, and then, a, uh, and then two one-stars, I think it was, of each. Uh... Maybe one one star warlock, and then my tide hunter, and uh, they were all at the front, hmm. and uh, tide hunter was just behind the line, and they would just get minced, and by and yeah, depending on who lived the longest, somebody would end up being this like fucking six square large unit, and the tide hunter obviously had the top, the blood bound item, obviously. But yeah. every time a, a Bloodbound unit dies, the other ones get 100% buff. Yeah. To the point where, yeah, my Tidehunter was running around. And people, like, characters would go <laughs> from full health to dead on the fucking tentacle, right? He didn't even have to fucking whack them. On landing, they'd be dead. It was doing way too much damage. It was fucking spectacular. Hmm. Um, but, uh, obviously, it wasn't working post about... I think it was like round 30. I was just getting slammed. Uh, I couldn't find the two more Tide Hunters I needed to take him to two stars. So I held on to Tide, sold everyone else, pivoted directly into Knights, uh, Troll Knights, and managed to finish that game with a win uh, from just a really late pivot to, to, to Troll Knights. Like, I don't think you should be able to get away with that really. Sure. Um, I kept one of my warlocks, uh, obviously. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, that's that. 
what what else like what else would you do though right like that is essentially unless you plan on losing right you plan on sticking with it all the way to the very end if the game's going to give me uh the warlock uh the sorry shadow shaman and um uh what's he fucking called the troll one Ogre. um no the troll warlock the troll uh witch doctor witch doctor yeah if it's gonna give me those like on a platter i i got like when i decided to pivot i literally had a like two two star shadow shamans in the next mm-hmm. fucking like before the next round had started like i was already most of the way to a three star shadow shaman like yeah why the fuck wouldn't i right there's just not enough hero diversity to make you not want to fucking go for that shit so yeah uh they need to do something about it. I'm still having fun, but it's it's definitely been relegated all the way to my phone now. Um, because, yeah, it is literally just about efficiency at this point. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, they need to they need to alter that. Uh, as it stands with the patch coming in. Yeah, it's uh, tomorrow, sounds like. Yeah, Slark. Just Slark and Mask of Madness and whatever it is you need to make Slark work. Probably just fucking Troll Knights, really. I didn't. I don't feel like they've been nerfed enough. You know? So you might as well just do Troll Knights, I think. I don't know. Yeah. So they're, they're basically um, probably reworking, or not reworking, but just doing a patch on them, probably 60% of the heroes. Yeah. Something like that. Um some big changes, some small ones, things like some characters being moved out of tier one to tier three, <laughs> big things like that. Some being moved out of tier five down to tier four, or vice versa. Tidehunter being moved from hunter to warrior. Yeah, and Marana was swapped, right? Oh, so really? Tier, I, didn't see that. I think she was moved up as well. No, Medusa, Medusa was oh, Medu- Medusa, changed okay. to tier five. Marana stays the same still terrible still awful yeah (laughs) yeah actually worse max mana changed to 70 oh no that's better yeah never mind um yeah a lot of fucking nerfs for a lot of the popular ones uh but slark maximum health change uh at tier three he'll have 2400 health now basically which is a what is that a fucking 20% 20% increase, uh, which is massive. And uh, basically, a tier 3 Slark will be impossible to kill and will do more damage than you can possibly imagine. Uh, tier 2, doesn't matter. Same as always. But yeah, if you can get a tier 3 Slark, you are fucking golden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. A lot of good changes, though. Like, well, there's a lot of changes. I was pretty surprised at how much was getting in there. But a lot yeah. of inf- like in- like a lot of incentive to get characters to tier three now instead of just leaving them at tier two. Um, like uh, who was the one I saw? Techies, right? Techies was oh, you were seeing techies. a lot of fucking techies. Oh, you were seeing so much of it, man. Yeah, so much of it. Um, he only has his maximum radius now at tier four. No, no sorry, tier three, uh, and below that. It's it's smaller, so it's not as good. Um, 
which means yeah you're way better off getting him all the way to tier three obviously he's still extremely expensive so it's never going to happen yeah um it's one of those things you've got to sort of think about yeah the one i was surprised about the change here was um you won't see heroes from the previous shop when you re-roll the shop yeah it's good so it sort of acts like if you think of um underlords like it's a deck building game um now when you pull five cards and put them out on the table right mm. you don't put them you don't shuffle them back into the deck because that's what was happening so you'd shuffle them straight back into the deck now they go into a discard right and that continues until all of them are discarded and then you shuffle the deck right which is is that how it works or is it just that round oh so like if you if you sh- sh- you know put them yeah. aside draw five more cards but then put those other five back in that pile again yeah okay yeah that's probably definitely how it works yeah uh but that makes a lot more sense because otherwise you'd wind up being guaranteed some characters right yeah yeah um the one that yeah is kind of disappointing is not on here yet is the uh whole playing against another person the 1v1 it was supposed to come in this week but I guess it has still still working out. But other than that, like tons of changes. I was pretty surprised by how many there were in this this list. I'm looking forward to seeing how things change up. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in seeing how it goes, but yeah, they I just they really need to add some fucking heroes. Yeah. It sounds like um like what I was reading the other day, they someone died on minds we might even talk about last week. Yeah. Um no, yeah. It's like good fifteen to twenty heroes that are in there somewhere. Yeah, that they're working on. Yeah, um, how yeah, quickly just, they roll them out is even one would be huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, looking forward to that tomorrow. Yes. Sounds like maybe yeah. I got to put it on mobile so I can play that one away. Do you not have it on your mobile? Nah, oh, you gotta get it. Yeah, I play it on PC. Get on that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Apex is on here. Yeah uh ranked mode is balked i wrote about this on red bull um, okay. you can read about my full like detailed analysis of it on red bull obviously uh but um yeah basically the way ranked mode works is uh specifically incentivizing a style of play that ape- that is an apex hmm. uh, in my opinion um we've noticed it a lot uh this this idea that once you get into the final you know, the top 10, uh, the game it's becomes extremely out. conservative. Yeah, you're heavily incentivized to rank tank. Uh, and yeah, um, once you're in the top five, I mean, yeah, basically the last couple of circles have tons of teams left because nobody wants to take a fight because nobody wants to get third partied or nobody can risk uh, losing a single character, a single player from their, their squad because it makes it significantly harder to win. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of camping. What they need to do is heavily incentivize kills. My pitch for how they would fix it is to uh, get rid of the kill cap, mm. uh, which is dumb and shouldn't exist as it is, and in, uh, and introduce a scaling uh, point system for kills following... Uh, each, I guess, landmark uh, in, in a game. So once you reach the top 10, uh, kills are worth two points. Once you reach the top five, kills are worth 
three points once you reach the top three kills worth four points and that would be it um it would finish there and so by doing that and then don't have a placement system no you'd still have to have placement points as well and you'd probably have to increase the amount that placement is worth um and obviously that would mean rejigging what it takes to acquire a certain rank or whatever but Mm -hmm. nevertheless nevertheless if kills were worth you'd still be like heavily incentivized to make the top 10 right you'd still want to be playing for placement you wouldn't want to be hot dropping because kills were only worth one point uh, and they'd be significantly more valuable once you reached the top 10 uh obviously i haven't like fully uh done the maths on this thing i didn't crack out any of my spreadsheets or anything i did have a spreadsheet for the PUBG pgi uh to work out the most efficient point system for that uh i'd I didn't crack out a spreadsheet for this, uh, but uh, this is all napkin maths. But yeah, basically uh, what you want to do is make it so that people are heavily incentivized to at least make the top 10 uh, so that kills before the top 10 are reactive. uh, So situational and mostly about survival, right? And then post top 10, you start to chase kills because it's more efficient to chase kills than to not, right? So you start taking engagements so that by the last circle, uh, you don't have fucking six teams left. Instead, if you see another team, you jump them and the skill in ranked becomes Mm. about uh, being capable of uh, finishing those, those teams off as fast as possible. So getting kills real fast uh, so that you can't get third-partied or so that you're at least ready for the third party when it finally arrives. Uh, Because then, yeah, like you're heavily incentivized to take fights before the final circle because by the time the final circle is there, if it is, if there are six teams left, it like it's it's sort of just rolling the dice um, Mm -hmm. because anyone could get any kills. Uh, and you can't really control, you can't necessarily control that because you can't control where everyone is. Um, assuming, obviously, that everyone in the final circle is of the same level of skill, right? Like, whenever I make these assumptions, it's always based on the idea that, every, like, if you had uh, 18 clones playing together and they're all exactly the same uh, level of skill and they all wound up in the final circle based on the circumstances provided to them, right uh then yeah when they were finally put up against one another the results would end in essentially rng right uh Mm -hmm. which you don't want to do you're trying to manage the rng you're trying to manage that kind of stuff so yeah um i gotta do something they desperately have to incentivize players to actually chase kills basically yeah uh and ranked doesn't do that at the moment No. Have you played much ranks? Uh, I got myself out of bronze. Oh, nice. Uh, Round my way out of bronze. No, uh, it was annoying (laughs) as fuck. Uh, I was constantly being dumped in games with um, levers and stuff like that. And um, the point about levers is that you don't lose placement points, but at bronze, it doesn't fucking matter. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. 
uh, levers, hot droppers. Like I had a number of fucking games where we hot dropped on Skull Town or hot dropped on fucking airport directly under the fucking start of the ship. And I'm like, why? Well, because right? like, you're in bronze. Nobody yeah, because we're in like bronze and everyone here is a fucking moron. Um, <laughs> or what was the other one? I had a couple of games where I had two games rather uh, where everyone like i was the jump master and both the other players split off and went to different places Hmm. like are they stuck trying to do fucking week one challenges or something is that what's going on or like jesus christ yeah infuriating right like yeah it was aggravating as fuck because yeah i don't know they're just fucking dipshits at that like yeah it was bad anyway Hmm. yeah I'm out. I'm in silver. Yay. You're in silver. Now you get lose points. <laughs> you yeah. get even angry. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's the other thing, right? Like, that's what... that's. I, th- I think I talked about it last week, but, like, there's no... This isn't a fucking ranking system. This is not ELO-related or anything like that, right? Like, this yeah. is... It's purely just... It's a progression system. Yeah. It is designed as a secondary progression system because almost everyone who plays this game to the point where they think about joining ranked it has already reached Apex Legends and so can no longer feels progression. Which is dumb, right? If it was a real fucking rank system, uh, if it was really designed around finding people or skill-based matchmaking, then it would have started out with placement games and gone from there. But it sure didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool. Um, what else we got here that we can talk about? Uh, Streets of Rogue? Let's do Streets of Rogue. Streets of Rogue is a sick-ass game that's out on PC and, I believe, Switch. Um, and it's not at all related to Streets of Rage. Uh, best description I've seen is that it's Grand Theft Auto meets deus ex uh in that uh it's grand theft auto the original the top down yep. style one uh meets deus ex in that you are uh sort of empowered to do a lot of stuff through experimentation and you can interact with a lot of different things in a lot of goofy ways and uh it's not necessarily purely limited by your imagination but uh you will often find that uh you'll you'll like i've i've found that i'm often uh angry at myself for not having tried something earlier uh so in that what i'm talking about is like uh so you run through each level uh it starts starts out in the slums and you build your way up and you're trying to get to the mayor's village uh, so you, that you can overthrow the world, basically. Uh, the story doesn't really fucking matter. It's just a, an excuse. Uh, it's got a banging soundtrack, by the way. But uh, yeah, like basically you you start off and you are your little slum dweller character. You've got a couple of different ones that you can pick from. But uh, yeah, you sort of, you don't have much and you can't do much and you complete missions. And once you've completed two missions, you can use the elevator to go to the next level. But you can also continue to fuck about on that same level. Uh, try to earn the, I think it's 50 bucks you need to 
earn enough to unlock the next character or whatever it is stuff like that and uh yeah you do what you you can right and the next level like the missions you've got to do are, are stuff like uh acquire an item from a character and you can to acquire the item you can talk to the character uh you can bribe them you could uh, intimidate them. Um, you could buy from them. If you're the comedian character and you tell them a funny joke, then they'll just give it to you. Um, or I believe, I believe that's related to it, like a charm um, factor that uh, is largely hidden. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on how that one works, but yeah, they might just give it to you. Or of course you could uh murder them and take it from them uh but then you'll have to deal with the repercussions whatever they may be if the person is in a gang uh then the other gang members might come after you uh or if the cops see you and the cops can see you like through an open door or through a window uh if they they see you doing the murdering then they'll come and try to get you um yeah all kinds of things if you're if a security camera sees you doing it, then security guards might come and try to stop you. So you've got all these things you need, all these little things that you need to take into account uh, sure. when you try to analyze how you're going to complete your mission. And then you complete your mission and you go on to the next one. And the next one might be you got to push these three buttons inside of 15 seconds in this big building. And you got to work out how you're going to do it. And the, it's a trick, right? It's, it's a tricky one because this big building, it, it is huge. Uh, it's got locked doors, it's got um, guards, armed guards, security cameras, security systems, and you've got to work out how you're going to get there. So maybe you beeline for the computer, and if you get to the computer, you can hack it. And if you hack it, you can turn off all the security systems, or if you're good enough, you can turn the security systems against the armed guards. And so the security systems kill all the armed guards, and then you turn off security security systems and then you just have to unlock all the doors and maybe the computer will unlock the doors for you maybe you have to use a lock pick maybe one of the guards will drop a key like all, all this kind of stuff and you're basically seeing what you can get away with maybe to get to the computer you need to kill a security guard to get a key to get through the door to get to the computer to stop all the security systems something like that right anyway you do all this stuff you turn it all off uh, and then you go and you press a button, press the next button, finish the mission, right? But there's also like trap doors. You might fall down a fucking trap door along the way if you're not paying enough attention. You're pretty focused on getting to these buttons as quickly as possible because you only have 15 seconds. It's quite big an area. Um, the other thing is uh, if you're trying to kill a security guard and they happen to destroy one of the buttons, mm -hmm. that triggers the countdown. Uh, that counts as the, the button being uh, pressed. And so then you've got like 15 seconds to press the other two fucking buttons. Uh, so you've got to do that while being pursued by the, the security guard. All this kind of stuff, right? And yeah, it's just this wacky fucking uh, like domino effect of shit going wrong for you as you attempt to uh, basically... Yeah, uh get out of whatever sticky situation you put yourself in. And the further you go in, the more you start to realize 
what you're capable of what what the game is capable of hmm. so you might um like you you know if, if you want to hack the computer it's super easy to do as the hacker character because uh, he can hack stuff from afar but it creates noise and so it alerts people so you can't do it uh, in an in an area near where near the computer you're hacking you have to be as far away as possible you also can't be seen by cops doing stuff because they'll uh, arrest you for it and stuff like that and all this like all these little considerations um but the other thing you, you might want to do is uh you you get these like poisons and syringes and stuff like that and uh there's air vents and you might just put like you might just put some poison into a uh, the the air conditioning unit, and that'll filter through the building, and the poison will kill all of the humans inside, and then you can go through and press all the buttons. Or uh, you might put the poison into a water pistol and just fucking shoot dudes with the poison, and that still affects them with the same amount of poison. Um, and yeah. You've got like all that kind of stuff just sort of fucking really ramps up the amount of things you can you can do. One of my favorite interactions, I won't talk about all of them because like part of the game is like finding fun stuff out. I've, mm. I've restricted it somewhat, but my favorite one uh, absolutely is when I decided as the hacker to try to hack a fridge and uh, you can. And the only thing, um, it, it, it has one command and it is run and it just fucking belts forward in, in whatever direction it's running. It belts forward until it hits two walls. When it hits the second wall, it explodes. And, uh, if you do that, like there are some rooms where if you're caught opening the door, not even caught opening the door, if you open the door, it automatically alerts everyone and they lose their shit and they just fucking murder the shit out of you. But if there's a fridge in that room, and it runs through the door, that doesn't count. All bets are off, and you can just walk in and take whatever's in there. Um, but the other one, like, I had to murder a dude, and I managed to do it by exploding a fucking fridge on him. Like, all kinds of just super dumb shit. Um, and, yeah, it's just amusing finding the different ways that shit interacts. I've got uh, the shapeshifter character who... Uh, like possesses people i don't know why they don't shapeshift i have no idea but um they possess people and so you've sort of got two lives in that state uh because once that once the first person dies you can then you'll come back as the shapeshifter uh at whatever health state you were at previously mm-hmm. and so yeah you're just jumping into fucking bodies as fast as you can trying to get around and do whatever you can and and like complete your missions and uh when you are just the shapeshifter everyone fucking hates you the cops will shoot you on sight all that kind of stuff so it's like challenging and then you get into a body and everything's a little bit easier uh what else is it oh yeah every couple of levels or so it throws like a mad spanner in the works like uh they have like riot levels where all like all of the people uh are fighting all of the cops and so right. it is just like people getting the fucking shit punched out of them all over the fucking place. None of the cops have guns at this stage uh, when, when it's riot time. Um, so yeah, they're just fucking punching each other. And if they happen to punch you, they'll uh, 
you know, they'll get into the fight with you. They'll start trying to get you as well. Uh, people get punched through walls. It just, like changes the landscape, changes how you can access places. Cause you no longer have to just go through a door. Um, what else is there? There's, I, f I had one level. I'm not sure what was happening, but um, every, I think it was 15 seconds, a new uh, effect took place. Uh, and I'm talking like every 15 seconds, something would happen and it would sort of just, you'd have to deal with it. And um, there was, there's the dizzy traits. You just get a, basically a new trait. And hmm. dizzy is one of the things you can, dizzy means you can't do anything. It's, uh, it's what happens when you uh, like exit certain things um, and you just sort of stand there like stuck on on one spot it's really bad for it to happen if you're in the middle of a fight because people just beat the shit out of you and you can't do anything uh but what else is there there was frozen people would randomly just get frozen people were randomly resurrecting uh i got randomly gigantism where i just turned into a giant i was able to like walk over walls and stuff and everything was crushed in my path people were randomly shrunk randomly poisoned randomly regenerating all this random shit. Uh, it was just this fucking cavalcade of fuckwittery where you couldn't fucking really tell what the fuck was going to happen next and you had to be kind of prepared for anything. And it was pretty hard to be prepared for anything because you, uh, like, it was the first time I'd encountered it. So I had no idea what, what was possible. So I didn't really know, yeah, what I had to be ready for. Uh, which was, yeah. That was cool. The other major spanner i've seen is uh zombies um where the zombies one is basically there are zombies loose anyone who gets hit by a zombie if they die they come back as a zombie and that includes people you kill if they've been hit by a zombie once they will come back as a zombie and you gotta fucking deal with it and uh they like zombies just attack anyone who is in a zombie right it's um yeah it's good fun yeah. It's it is like yeah. It's just a super engaging, amusing, experiment-filled game. Um I think I haven't played it on the Switch yet. I've been playing it on PC. I'm really tempted to get it on Switch and play it mm -hmm. on Switch. I feel like I could fucking murder a bunch of time on a plane with this on Switch. Um right. just trying out new things and trying to see how far I get. I don't I've like I would lose all my progress, but I had a lot of fun unlocking the characters I unlocked, and I haven't mm. actually spent any of my unlock. You get chicken nuggets to unlock stuff. I haven't spent any chicken nuggets on unlocking anything, so I have no idea what I should be unlocking. So, uh, okay. so yeah, I wouldn't actually feel like I lost that much progress if I got it on Switch. I'm really tempted to do that, but yeah, yeah. So it's like there's actual like a story to it. It's just the maps are randomly generated yeah so each new level is randomly generated f for you on the fly it's not that complex uh like randomization it's basically tile set randomization where it'll like the it'll build a map out of the same basic like house units type thing sure. uh, but yeah you might get a map where there's no bank for example or you might get a map where there's no ape lab or Instead of apes in the lab, it's got zombies or something like that. And you have to, yeah, work out what you're going to do from there. But yeah, it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like ultra random. It's not Minecraft random. Actually, Minecraft random isn't even ultra See, random. 
Yeah, yeah. it's definitely. But yeah, you can actually get seeds. Uh, there are seeds that you can share with other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Hmm. And yeah, it's basically yeah, just a good good time, good fun. Nice. It's worth worth the effort, worth the checking out. All right, it's on Steam. Came out last week. Yeah. Do it. Cool. All right, uh, what else we got? Blackout Club. The Blackout Club. Yeah. Uh, this one's coming out real soon. It's not out yet, but it's heading towards, I believe, at the end of the month. It's uh, it's going to be full release. It's been out for a while. It is a co-op first-person horror game. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, it seems like it'd be Luke's jam because uh, once you reach level five, I believe you can play as the killer as well, uh, which we all know Luke is the greatest fucking killer of all time uh, in Dead by Daylight, and I'm sure he'd be quite good at this as well. Uh, this is an interesting one. Um, it's got a like really lengthy tutorial, um, and it's quite detailed, quite freaky, um, and yeah it's uh it's quite good it's uh you you play as a teen in this in this town um where people have been experiencing these blackouts and uh basically um when when you wake up from the blackout everything seems like it was a dream but uh they've been remembering certain things from the um the the dreams and then yeah, basically they're trying to get to the bottom of it, and mm-hmm. uh, this the, the tutorial sees this chick who recorded some footage of something she wasn't supposed to, and I don't think you get to see the footage, but uh, yeah, you you have to sneak out of your house, uh, and things seem like they're things seem super off right from the get go in this house, uh, and then as you're going around it, uh, you've you trigger something in your brain and uh everything starts to go wrong and uh yeah you, you gotta escape because there's a, a monster uh in the house and you gotta escape it and the only way you can tell where the monster is is by closing your eyes and so the game has like this eye closing um mechanic uh-huh. and you can see things in the world while your eyes are closed um but only certain, you know, otherworldly things. Uh, so yeah, you wind up. I had to rewind the close eyes button immediately. Uh, it was bound to Z by default. I put it on my fucking mouse because that makes a lot more sense. Uh, and yeah, you basically uh, go through this these these levels. Um, there's a lot of sneaking. Uh, there's like there's the monster, but there are also some other uh like bad things in there there's like uh there's these monsters that there's these littler monsters and uh they can hear really well but they can't see so as long as you're quiet around them they'll walk right up to you but they'll miss you and there's things that can see really well but can't hear and so you got to stick to the shadows and yeah you got to like consider them, like consider the uh, type of ground you're on because carpet is quieter than regular ground and all that kind of stuff and so yeah it's it's a it's a bit of a freaky little um combatless uh like 
first person platformer type thing you know like yeah it's not complex platforming but um it's pretty scary and yeah it's it's kind of cool i haven't played in multiplayer yet um i was kind of waiting for other people to play it with and mm. but yeah it's, it's good like i'm i enjoy it and uh it's got yeah a really cool background story and seems really engaging it's almost it reminds me a little bit of payday you got these chatters that you got to play right um uh, with yeah three other players and yeah so it's not just, like dead by daylight where it's a you just sort of spawn into a map and you play one round and that's it this is like a there's actual missions and stories there's missions and yeah it's it's actually yeah semi-directed i don't know if the map is the same each time i would hope not yeah um but yeah it seems like the general gist of what you're doing each level would be the same each time you played that level well but a different level would have a different objective type thing yeah and it's really cool like the the way things work while you're like i don't know it feels really freaky to uh to hear something is nearby and then look around, see nothing and then close your eyes. And there is definitely something close. And then you start running, uh, cause you need to get away from what's coming, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Hmm. What's, um, yes, you haven't played any multiplayer. Like you don't know how it's doing that sort of stuff like is it dedicated servers or is it just no i haven't played any yet so i'm not sure but i would hope that it was dedicated servers uh i have no idea whether or not it's got aussie servers the code i got uh was being offered to us press so i'm not 100 percent sure that it would have aussie servers but yeah 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 Fair enough. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a game that's been on my radar. Like I've seen a bunch of it. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, we should definitely play some together. Yep. When I have time to play games. At <laughs> <laughs> Some stage. This guy. Yep. All right. Yeah. That's everyone. Everything. I think. Yep. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Let's do some news. What do we got here? Gears 5, which is now the its official name. It's not Gears of War anymore. Gears 5. No, true. Uh, removing all references to smoking in the game. Yes. So, uh, this came out late last week. Um, basically, yeah, they're, they're getting rid of all references to smoking. I never thought that there was that many references to smoking in Gears of War as it was. but uh, uh, And people have looked into it and there weren't that many. But uh, this one will be entirely uh, free of any smoking references. Um, apparently, according to Rob Breslau, it was because he had seen some friends of his die of lung cancer and didn't mm-hmm. want to see it happen uh, ever again, uh, which seems admirable enough. Uh, I know a lot of people were freaking out about the idea, uh, which is, well, not a lot of people. Some people were freaking out about the idea, uh, but uh yeah i don't know it seems like a bit of a a harmless one to me um yeah like it seems like it's all in that game really Mm um so yeah i just thought it was interesting yeah 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 good move um all right overwatch moves to fixed roles queue 
uh, yeah, so they're, they're finally doing something about goats, and the thing they're doing about goats is they're making it so that people have to play uh, one of three roles every game. Um, you have to play as DPS, tank, or um, or support. Uh, let me bring up the so the role queue uh, allows players to choose the role they want: tank, support, or damage. Before a quick play or competitive match uh, commences, with a separate skill rating for each right. role. Uh, the idea being that um, yeah, they would uh, then have the two tanks, supports, and damage heroes. Uh, so that basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to get rid of uh, the goats. Composition is uh, three tanks, three supports. Uh, and it is a large reason, large part of why Overwatch is dull as fuck to watch. But that moment. doesn't change anything in competitive, right? This is purely just... Just... What? I mean, this doesn't change anything for their competitive game, For esports, for yeah. Overwatch League, uh, it will. This All will right. impact the Overwatch League eventually. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Two, two, two role limit will also be implemented in all official Overwatch esports uh, in state, uh, starting with stage four of the Overwatch League. Uh, stage three just ended in the Shanghai Dragons, who were previously the worst sports team of all time. They literally hold the record for the most losses in a row of any <laughs> sports professional sports team in history. Uh, at one stage three of the Overwatch League, which is bananas. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah. Worse than New York Knicks? Worse than the Knicks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess worse in terms of record, not worse in terms of the Knicks will never be terrible. good again. Um, yeah. Anyway, this, uh, yeah, it's a good, this, I think it's a good move. Uh, I think it's an interesting one. My gut feel, like, feel is, is that it, it solves a lot of problems that Blizzard has, but it's a tricky one. It's because a bandage. I, I distinctly remember that they didn't even want to have people, like, they wanted you to be able to have fucking six Winstons on a team when it originally came. They were like, oh, we don't want to limit people yeah. to how they play this game. Like, they can have as many of the same characters as they want. All May, all day, uh, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think all may all day is why they had to first implement a limit on the amount of fucking heroes you could have. Um, and now they're restricting the amount of roles you can have. Um, yeah, if it if it stops them, if, if it stops goats, I'm all about it. But yeah, it is it is a bandage. It is a stopgap uh, until they can come up with something better. Uh, they but, need to fix their fucking meta. They like do some balance changes. They have tried. All that happens, all that happens, is people substitute in whoever they've changed into goats. Basically, hmm. they can't ramp up DPS because, uh, like it, it has too large an impact on. This is the problem, right? Overwatch, man. I watched this fucking great video. I watched this great video. Uh, I tweeted about it. Um, but uh, it's about Heroes of the Storm and the rise and fall of Heroes of the Storm, basically. Uh, and they talked about how uh, Overwatch... Uh, sorry, about how Blizzard uh, did a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have done, right? Uh, they made the game too, like, too low a skill ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they balanced for the public before they balanced for esports. They did all this, all these mistakes. These are all the same mistakes that they're making with Overwatch. Overwatch doesn't have a naturally high skill ceiling uh, compared to other games. It doesn't have um, it's balanced for casual players and esports uh, at the same time, which is a huge reason why Goats has been impossible to fucking do anything about. If they were to, like the solution of Goats is to make DPS significantly more powerful, but the problem that would introduce is that players uh, like on on casual games would suddenly be able to use um, basically DPS to just like ham fuck their way to, to victories. So uh, they can't do that. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a good fix for now. But it, obviously more things need to change. At the very least, they've been sure. able to they buffed Reinhardt as well. Uh, they weren't able to buff any tanks because all it would do is like amplify the problem that Goats has. But now they can fix some bad tanks, uh, which is good. You know they can introduce other balancing elements while they attempt to fix the rest of their fucking game. Hmm. Which is good. But it, it'd be like going back to basketball. <laughs> it'd be like the basketball being like you need to have a center on your team. All right. Or you can't have more than two point guards. Yeah, like it's it's just not gonna fix like anything in the long run. Like they've got to fix the the way that the basketball has done it is by changing rules within the game to try and deter people from doing certain things, like the uh, you know having sensors not being able to stand in the fucking middle the entire time and just throw balls uh, a ball to them so they can just dunk it. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Like, they've evolved the game so that they can, um, you know, stop these things from happening. Whereas whereas this is not a fix to fix any of that. It's just purely a... They're limiting people from picking or from doing certain things. It just doesn't seem like a good way to go about it. The, the main issue is not... It is not, um, you know, people just stacking on certain heroes. It's those heroes, those compositions are too powerful. So you need to change that. Yeah, make but it, make they can't. That's what I'm saying, right? Like they can't change it if they if they're going to insist on balancing for both casual play and esports play. Yeah, and that's their problem. They can't change they it. Fucked it. Yeah. by doing it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. But I I said that it was going to be a problem fucking three years ago, four years ago, whenever the fuck Overwatch came out. Mm. I called it. I called it way back when, baby, because I'm the fucking best at what I do. Um, Tim Willits is leaving id Software. Tim Willett's obviously been uh, with id since the fucking, like, get-go. Like, fuck, Pretty much. fucking yonks. Um, yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, this is some shit. Like, he has made a lot of... A lot of really good games. <laughs> yeah. He's been a key element in a lot of games that, um, that were big... In my life. Uh, well, he's been like the face of it pretty much like from the start, but also like once well, John Carmack sort of disappeared yeah. and he, he's been John the face Romero. of it. Yeah. For the last, last uh, you know, 10, 10 years or so. 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's definitely had some misses, some swing and misses. 
Rage in particular was his baby, and it was a dud. But uh, yeah, he was there for like, I believe like didn't he do like most of the maps on most all of the maps on the original fucking Doom? I believe he designed or on the shareware version of Doom. Yeah, he, he designed all those maps or most of. I vaguely remember John Romero teeing off about the idea of him doing all of them. Yeah, so maybe not. He all, was a level designer, all. yes. Absolutely a level designer. He was a level designer on Quake 3. Um, he may or may not have created The Longest Yard. Uh, I have I remember looking into this ages ago and nobody would give me a definitive answer, but um, yeah, he was involved in the development of The Longest Yard. That's Q3 DM17. That super dumb level that's out in space and has mm-hmm. the... Um, railgun out on the fucking on the platform all the way out everyone's yeah. everyone's favourite level even though it's the fucking worst um yeah uh he's a big he was a big part of gaming history uh but he's decided to retire I suppose um yeah is he retiring? I think so okay is he not? oh I don't know I I I've read this news when you put it in here before, so I don't really know what's going on. It just seems, uh, I don't know, he doesn't seem that old. He announced his resignation. Um, uh, yeah, it doesn't say. I mean, maybe Rage 2 just didn't do as well as what they'd hoped, and he's taken the fall for it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, um, I'm surprised someone who's been at id uh, for that long, seeing how every other person at id has a fucking couple of Lamborghinis, I'm surprised that he needs to continue to work. Um, but yeah, maybe. Uh, no, according to Twitter, uh, after QuakeCon, I will announce my future plans, where I'm going, and what new exciting things I'm doing. Um, stay tuned. So he's doing something. Yeah. I feel like it's probably. I mean, it could be something big. Could be. Yeah, unless unless it purely is that. I mean, the thing is, if he is taking the fall for for rage, then he probably wouldn't have something lined up this quickly. True. Uh, QuakeCon is next week, I believe. Um. So yeah, maybe he he's he's starting up a new studio or he's joining someone. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Yeah, no, like he's a very passionate dude. I've met him a lot, yeah. uh, a lot of times. I've I had the chance to interview him a bunch. Um, yeah, he's a cool dude. You know, yeah. you may not like some of the games he's done, but he's super passionate about what he does, and yeah, he definitely believed a lot in Rage, even if it didn't pan out as much. Yeah, I didn't mind the second one. It was alright. Yeah, yeah, it was a good shooter. Um, but anyway. Yeah, definitely can to see what he does next. Yeah, 100%. Alright, next one. Borderlands 3 trailer. They were sending out media kits for these. Um, they sent out roses to people mm. with a uh, little like pamphlet thing that said, come together and like join us. Some- yeah. Something along those lines. You've got one floating around somewhere, I believe. Yeah. Um. And so this started a lot of speculation as to what was going on because they were dropping uh, like a time timestamp type of thing on these these packages they were sending out and also saying on Twitter and social media like, hey, we're dropping a trailer at this time. And so, yeah, 
people were trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and then before the trailer dropped, Randy Pitchford came out on Twitter and said that it has nothing to do with cross-platform play, which is what <laughs> people were speculating yeah. from the wording that was coming into this uh, um, this marketing. Just people putting. reading too much into largely right. nothing. Um, I was on uh, social media that morning. It was like six o'clock, I think, about that stage. Um, you know, I'd gotten a bit of sleep. I think it was the day after I got in yep. and, uh, I watched the trailer when it dropped and was pretty surprised because they hyped up a trailer that was just literally a trailer. Yep. Yeah. It was just a trailer. Um, this is a cool trailer. Very yeah. psychedelic, but, uh, yeah, it seemed like, a yeah, a lot, a lot of spend for a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, like there was nothing it wasn't really an announcement of anything it was just a trailer yeah like you didn't get any new information or anything uh it'd be you'd be hard pressed to say any of it was necessarily gameplay related right Mm. it was um confusing to me it felt like they had something to announce right and then it didn't come through in time so like fuck we got this trailer let's just put it out there yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, mm. did they, yeah, because the cross-platform play is something they talked about and it sounds like they're working on it. It's just not going to be ready for launch. Yeah. So it's possible that maybe they thought that it was going to be ready. So they were working on this trailer and they found out like, oh, no, actually, it's uh, it's not, it's not going to be done on time. But let's just put a trailer out anyway. Yeah. It's just a strange thing to hype up and then not have it really be a, an event. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It was such a weird thing to do. It was, it was pretty odd, but uh, yeah, it did give me the opportunity to uh, practice uh, tracking in um, Premiere because I made a sweet GIF. Okay, did you see my sweet GIF? I sure didn't. How did you not? I sent it. Oh my lord! This to, is to, sent it to me. Sent it to you. yes, you. Um, did I send it to everyone? I think I sent it to. I think I put it on our Discord. No, I didn't put it on our Discord. Oh, I haven't looked at Discord. Well, I didn't put it on the Discord anyway. I put it in our chats. Uh, it's got to be here. Uh, yep, here, here it is. I'll send it to you again. I'll chuck it in the Discord. Okay. I will. Do I have to look at it right now? Or? Yeah, you do, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Yes. See how my recording handles that. Oh, it's just... got updates. Downloading updates. All right, don't worry about it. It's too Let late. It go. It's done. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, now it's installing updates. Gold. This is what happens when you go away for We're a week. We're fucked. We're so fucked. Yeah. This, crash. this render's never It's going to be like, you must restart your computer now, and then we'll lose the file. Yep. <laughs> At least we'll have my portion of the recording. Because uh, you weren't saying that much anyway. Yeah, um, we can just dub in the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. When you're less jet-lagged. Or, mm. sorry, sleepy. Um, all right. Uh, anyway. It's in the Discord, you know, Gap Discord, if you want to check it out. Uh, it is a fantastic GIF. Uh, I, I don't think... I don't no think more drugs. 2K, 
Okay. Yep. But look, look at the tracking on Nick Cage's face. It's so good. How do you track in? Well, like, what is it? Is you put dots on things or something? No, no, I didn't do auto tracking. I just did manual tracking. That's why it's not that good. Uh, <laughs> if I'd done auto tracking, it could have like turned around with his face and everything. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so Supermassive confirms multiplayer for Man of Medan. I was a man of and it comes and it yeah. comes in two forms. Yeah, um, so this is Supermassive's uh, follow-up to um, a bunch of their sort of interactive video game movie-style projects that they've done recently. Um, obviously, the last big one they worked on that we really liked was called... Until Dawn. That's the one. And they worked on a couple others since then. we didn't then. like as much, but... Um, yeah, they were a bit smaller, sort of um bite-sized adventures and this one is a um seems to be a bit more sort of in the until dawn sort of direction um but what they're doing with the couch co-op sound is interesting it'll be being able to play with multiple people so two characters playing at the same time independently from one another so you'll be able to actually see on the screen what both characters are doing so they might not necessarily be at the same location um so someone could be, you know, in one spot in the game and someone else is somewhere else, but they're both controlling at the same time and making their own decisions that could ultimately affect how that entire story comes out. Um, the other way is called a movie night mode, which allows up to four friends yep. um, the chance to play a different type of couch co-op. Hmm. And so you'll be able to basically um, sort of like pass the gamepad around yeah. whenever someone like so you'll assign yourself uh, five people will play and enter their names and then mm. you assign yourself to a character in the game and then you pass your controller to uh, that person. the person when their character is the focus of the game um, yeah I think that's an interesting one I don't think I will play that I would, pro- I would be more inclined to play it just regular, the same sure. way I played Until Dawn, like with my wife, with one person controlling and... Someone else yeah. making the decisions. Yeah. Or, alternatively, I would play... What was that fucking... What was the um, detective one we played where people voted? I would play that Yeah. if it had a better story. Because I just didn't think the detective one had a very good story. Right, that was super massive as well, right? Yeah, it was hidden hidden agenda, and hidden that agenda, that yeah. was the one where you used your phone, yeah, and you'd select the choices on the screen, and then it'd sort of just randomly assign a choice if it was split fifty fifty or like the percentage of people that had the highest votes and would continue the story that way. Yeah, um, this is more like a, um, I guess the the reason why they're doing it this way is to make it more interactive for people so they all get a kind of go to play as opposed to just one person playing it and um you know doing what the other people are saying yeah like i get it i just uh knowing like the reason until dawn worked in my household was because my my wife didn't feel the pressure of having to be good at a control pad you can play one player 
you can play it yeah. the same way you were playing it before. So I can stop. That's you. yeah. That's but the, all I'm saying is like this. I, I probably would not play. A, like I, if five player mode sounds interesting, but the people I would play it with wouldn't want to play it that way. I think sure. Yeah, I guess could do five player mode, and I just hold on to the control, and it's my wife, and I just do whatever the fuck she says I'm supposed to do. It'd yeah. be the same as going shopping. <laughs> oh, take my wife. Oh, please take her. Um, it's a bit of a classic comedy. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's um. Yeah, that's out pretty soon next month. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm I mean, okay. I'm well in for it. Yeah. As long as it's as good as Until Dawn. Yeah. Sure thing. Yeah. Hopefully. And that's the news of the week. The news. In brief. Uh, all right, cool. Let's do some questions, shall we? We definitely have questions. We've got questions. Because I opened it up just then, and then I saw some, and then I closed it. Ah, uh, yes. Well. All right. Johnny Bravo writes, Hey, gents. What are your thoughts on the growing amount of vectors to gain in-game stuff that fall outside the base game or DLC? Apex has a progression bar through the Battle Pass, but then you can also get some skins through a Twitch Prime subscription. Borderlands 3 has multiple layers of the game you can buy, which give you different things. Now you get more stuff just by registering for the Vault Insider program. Game plus Deluxe or Ultimate Deluxe or Super Deluxe or Mega Deluxe plus Pass plus Subscription plus Pre-Order Bonus plus Registration on a Site plus Microtransactions. Is it too much? Luke, thoughts? You lost me at Vectors. Um... I started thinking about like fucking <laughs> pictures, PUBG games, yeah. uh, guns. Um, right. So I am not a fan of the um, multiple skews of games. Um, yeah. I know that when I reviewed, what was it, NBA Two K? I think eighteen, the yeah. last one. I knocked it down points purely because it had multiple skews, <laughs> and right. and then it was like. If you got this one, you got more VC, which ultimately makes you a, you know, a more powerful character. Yeah. Um, in their uh, online multiplayer, true. Create a character mode. I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like the ultimate edition things people are doing, where you get to play the game early, whether it's three days or a week early, um, depending on what publisher you are. Like I think microsoft has done it a lot with their titles like they play it three days early ea yeah, does it with their premium time. pass yeah. um you know you you've got to have your ea pass and then some other thing on top of that to play it 10 days early and then if you've got this specific pass and you can play it three days early it's just yeah i um i don't like any of it i think it's dumb it's stupid what about twitch prime skins and stuff like that what do you think of those I think that's fine. That's just like like an extra incentive, I guess, if you've got that stuff. I don't know who's buying Twitch Prime to get skins in games. It seems more like it just you're, you've got Twitch Prime because you like subscribing to people or you've got an Amazon account, a Twitch right. Amazon Prime account, and so that's what it's there for. Um, yeah. Um, it's not really been a thing for me. It's never, never really impacted me either. I could see how it would be a problem if you were like compulsively com- collecting stuff, uh, because I don't think I don't know if like some stuff is pretty time limited, 
so that might be pretty tricky. But um, yeah, it's never been a real problem for me because it's it's sort of just like yeah, I get it as a value add. It sort of makes sense. Um, I do understand J, J. I think JB's point is that it's getting a little bit complicated, like the concepts of full ownership of a game. Like to fully own a game now, you need your game plus ultimate deluxe edition plus a subscription plus some sort of pass plus the pre-order bonuses plus the vault insider registration and then market transaction like that is definitely uh getting complex i do uh i don't i don't like it um i do understand why it happens um essentially i mean we're we're in a place now where the economy of game development is such that uh, they're trying to extend the uh, lifespan of a studio beyond uh, gold. And so they're generally using all of this kind of stuff in an attempt to extend that lifespan uh, to keep devs employed. Uh, it's not for altruistic reasons. It's generally that like the reason they're trying to do this is because... It is something like a 300% increase to train a new staff member over um, over keeping, uh, retaining staff. Sure. And so if you have a, um, if you have a period of, like if the period of time between keeping a staff, like letting everyone fucking go at the end of making a game, right? Mm. So if the period of time after the end of a game before the start of making the new game is below a certain threshold, then it is like just not economically wise to let everyone go. But at the same time, they don't want to have a fucking studio of people sitting there doing nothing until the next project comes up, right? And so, yeah, they're basically trying to give them, like, come up with excuses to make people fucking work. Uh, Essentially, yeah, it'd be easy to spin it into some sort of, like, feel-good thing. Oh, they're trying to keep devs employed, but it's literally because they're trying to tread water until the next project starts. Uh, Because of, like I said, yeah, I I think it's 300%. Like, so... If you account for that, right? Sure. And don't don't take like what what's what's a what's a pay increase from completing a full game or a full year of work, right? Like it's adjusted for inflation six percent or some shit, right? Like yeah, six percent it'd be a good fucking raise, right? Hmm. Uh so a three hundred percent change is massive and to account for that you would be looking at something like four months right so if the difference between end of game when you fucking fire everyone and start a new project is uh gonna be four months then you're better off keeping everyone but even then you're still like from there you're still pretty much better off keeping everyone for a range of other little reasons as well so yeah that's why they're doing it they're basically just trying to fucking keep everyone on board um and so yeah they're they're inventing new reasons for people to to be there they're inventing the pass the subscription the dlc uh every little thing you're seeing is just tiny excuses to keep people on board yeah uh 
Anyway, my thoughts, basically, not wild about it. Understand why it happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I haven't looked too much into the VIP insiders program for Borderlands. As far as yeah, I know, it's sort of yeah. similar to the um, like the way that Ubisoft does their you play points. Like, hey, you've completed an achievement, so you get points. Now you can spend those points on something. Uh, it, it can range from things like to wallpapers to uh, audio tracks to skins in games and things like that. I think it's right. similar to to the way that works but it's more tied to um you know to when things within their eco structure of borderlands 3 um yeah yeah otherwise i don't i don't really know much about the skews i'm trying to look at them quickly what they come with but i'm not really seeing much like the borderlands 3 deluxe edition i don't know it seems like it's just got skins right uh, oh it's got the loot drop boost mod as well I don't like that does that mean you get more loot or some shit yeah weird uh that's that's dumb um and the all right. more XP that the like they had those in the games last did last they have game more, like more loot I don't know if it was more loot but it was I like a so. you could get the mods to attach things and sometimes it'd be like more experience gained on kills and whatnot but oh right yeah I don't think they weren't like necessarily selling them yeah, this is more like it's a thing that they're selling, or it's part of a pack. Um, anyway, it, it'd probably be something you use more early game as opposed to, unless it's an actual slot, like a boost mod slot, then that's fucked. But if it's just part of like a, if it's just a mod slot and, and it's one of the things you can put in there, yeah, that's fine. Whatever, like yeah, yeah. All right, Danger's rights. Morning, Lukies and Joberman. Uh, on a similar note to JB's point, uh oh. Uh, why the fuck are there so many different kinds of game editions these days, Luke? I already answer talked this. about that. Sorry. That's a good one. Good one, Luke. Because you didn't answer JB's question because you're <laughs> sleepy, quote unquote. Uh, sorry, I mean, I am definitely super excited to go on Uplay and buy the Super Golden Edition Deluxe Season Mega Pass. Sorry, Deluxe Season Pass Megatron updated Pornhub Premium Ghost Assassin Starter Booster version of the latest installment of one of their popular franchises so I can wear a different shade of blue. Maybe also a nice star on my hat. Mm. Uh, yeah, you should be excited. Uh, do you know my favorite one of these is the Twitch, the Pathfinder Twitch uh, skin in Apex. Is one of the fucking ugliest skins I've ever seen in my entire life. And I cannot understand <laughs> yeah, look it why Twitch wanted to be involved with this shit. It is just this gaudy fucking shiny purple bullshit. And you're like, why? Like, I got it. Because... Uh, you know, why wouldn't you? But Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I think you just had to mod Like, I think you modified your launch parameters to like Twitch equals true or some shit hmm. for Apex. And then you get the skin. Um, but yeah, it was, it's hideous. It's disgusting. I'm never going to use it. Uh, is, of all the sh- different shades of blue, Twitch purple is definitely one of the uglier ones. Uh, but yeah, um, good question, Dangers, that we already answered. Uh, so think that one through, mate. You know, yeah, try hard think ahead. Stuff. Think ahead a little. Yeah. What would Jobo do? What would Joberman do? <laughs> um, no, good stuff. Thanks for writing in. Uh, I believe we have finished this podcast. We finished. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, 
all those places. Uh, the Gap, the GA Podcast, search for us. And if you've got time, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. If you'd like to send us questions, you can email us to gapodcast at gmail.com. I don't know if anyone's emailed us on there. I haven't checked. Um, Good one. I know we do get emails, but usually it's like PR stuff. You're supposed to be on top of that shit. Yeah, I haven't been here. Um, you can also send us questions on our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord, like JB and like Dangers have done in the last couple of days. Yep. Um, if you go to that site, you'll be able to jump in Discord. We've got a bunch of channels on there, voice channels, people playing games and whatnot. Be fun. Or it's just Joe posting GIFs. I do post GIFs. Yep. Uh, you can also I made find- that gift myself. Yeah. All I'm saying is, you know, nobody makes gifts. I, I make gifts. You make gifts. Yeah. I get no you love for my gifts. Yeah, I made no, <laughs> I made this. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you can find us on social media: facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast. You can go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to watch uh, Job in a uh, fox onesie, it is a. These are corgis, my okay. friend. It's a fox, sure and it's a fox. it is not a onesie. It is a. Uh, what are they called? Some sort of uh, an Udi, I believe it's called. An Udi, Udi. Yeah, no, you keep no hate buying into that Udi. Uh, it is honest to God one of the most comfortable things of all time. I literally yeah, because you spent four hundred dollars on it. Of course, it's the most comfortable. It, it yeah. was one hundred dollars, and <laughs> it and is I bought four. spectacular. <laughs> It is, and it is my wife's, and uh, if she finds out I've been wearing it, I will be in a lot of trouble. Oh, I've already screenshotted it. It's on the way. Mm. <laughs> Just a dick move. Yeah. That is a dick move. You can also find us on um, on a website called thegapodcast.com. You can look at all the past episodes of the show we've done, including all the links to the things we just spruced out just then. If you want to go to that, you do that. It's very easy to find. Uh, it's, it's on the browser. I'm not sure if you've heard of this before, but you browser. Yes, you open it and you type in stuff and things come up. It's pretty Interesting. Good. Yeah, you should try one day. Interesting if true. Uh, that's all. Thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/GAPodcast. Thank you to everyone who does that every month and helps. You're the best. To the show. And I think that is it. Have anything anything you want to talk about that you've been writing about oh. this week? Um, yeah. Thanks to our patrons. First, first of all, and secondly. Uh, yeah, go check out my big deconstruction of ranked mode in Apex. Sure. Pretty good, I think. Uh, and stay tuned for how a game becomes an esport, which will be up whenever my uh, editor decides to actually read it, I guess. So. Is it just when Job says so and that's it? Boom. Oh, dude, I have the broadest fucking definition <laughs> of esports. And I think that's why it's taking so long for it to go up. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a good. It's a good write-up. It's very long. Nice. I have no idea when it's going to go up. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. What do you got, Luke? Uh, nothing at the moment. Because you're not allowed to write. Because I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. Um, but yes, yeah, definitely soon. I don't even know what. I, I have to look at my NDA for next week. Like when that's coming out, I don't even know. Um, so yeah, I'm on another trip next week, and I get back on Friday, so we have to record again on Friday. So sorry to everyone that's going. It's going up a bit late. Hmm. Um, but hopefully we can talk about this stuff soon. It'd be good. That would be good. It'd be good. Yeah. We can get. Yeah. Where, uh, did you record any footage? Or, like, are we going to have footage yeah. of these games? I have footage. Game footage. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 
Sweet. Cool. Um, I'm not sure about this next trip. Right. There's going to be footage. I literally haven't looked. I don't even know the one imagine, after that. that imagine going, going on a... What is happening? The one after it will 1,000% have fucking footage. It did fucking want to. I cannot imagine releasing a game in 2019 and not allowing people to fucking walk away with footage. I'm staggered at two of the games that I'm not allowed to talk about that I'm not allowed to fucking talk about them. Yeah. Because how? How have we come to this? The, like, one of them is fucking... Except for... Oh... Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cooked. Anyway. That's some stuff. All right. Thanks for listening. Catch you all next week. Bye.